leave leave comments on the Instagram on just comment on a random post and say you're stupid if you disagree. I, I can take it. Whew. Can you? No. Don't please don't. <laughs> Hey there, welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast. My name is Jackson Glass. I'm here with my friends. This is Nick. Friends, plural. Uh, excuse me, I'm one person. Uh, me, myself, and I. Hello. Oh, yeah, I mean, every time I see a movie, I write in this film journal that I was gifted for Christmas, and it's like, uh, who did you see this movie with? And I'm like, ha, me, me myself, myself, and, and I. I. My favorite people to go see a movie with. What a good with. friend group. You'd be shocked. But Almost is... every movie I watch is by myself. <laughs> Including the one but we're talking is... about today. Well, what are we talking about today? Movie I watched last night, and it is called The Mitchells vs. the Machines. It's on Netflix. Please watch it right now. Just pause. We'll give you a, a quick summary. Spoiler free. Go. It's a movie about a dysfunctional family, and they go on a road trip, and then um, the phones turn the robots evil. And then the robots are trapping all of the humans, and then the Mitchells have to save the day and become a not dysfunctional family. Very funny. To save the day. Very funny. A lot of heart. You can watch it with your grandma. It's like completely. I don't. I don't think there's anything bad in it. Um, no. It was just all around like good. A good family movie. Go watch it. Pause. That's the end of spoiler free time. He dies. No, I'm just kidding. Spoilers. <laughs> Everyone dies because they get launched into space. What a Yeet. ridiculous. I want okay. I want to talk about the the like the video where the robots are like, "Oh, we're sending you into space." And it's like, um, how long are you going to be there? Forever. And like the stark yeah. contrast between the very dark answers. I was like, "Ooh." Okay. Ooh. So, uh, not to get too ahead. I don't want to get too ahead. So, general thoughts, uh, this is just going to be a quick little review, it's not going to be like an hour long or anything, but I, I, like, from the very beginning, I fell in love. I was a huge fan, because the main character, she's a, just a quirky and fun character who's a creative, and just cares a lot about, like, you know, she just makes content for YouTube, and has a lot of fun, and wants to continue doing that, and someone who relates... I loved it. Like, I... That's just... It was so interesting the way that we've evolved into, nor like, just the normalcy of making weird videos for the internet. And this is one of the first movies I've seen that really grabbed hold of that and, like, wrestled with that. And it's really interesting because, like, we're slowly going into a phase where, like, that's a real career. And so it's almost like... Her dad doesn't realize that that can be a real career. And she's like trying to trying to take like making movies and films more seriously. So she's trying to go to school, but like she wants to un her dad wants to understand her before they go. So it's I was just in love with the charm. I thought it was so funny. Laugh out loud, funny consistently had an incredible cast. I thought the action was awesome. I love every single character. <laughs> There's not a character that I don't like. I think it's honestly one of... It probably... Uh, well, 
I can't say it's the best Sony Pictures animation movie because Into the Spider-Verse exists. Yeah, so, that's true. But it was also paralleled Into the Spider-Verse, the way that had like all the swirly like cartoon designs and fun stuff like that. I would give The Mitchells versus The Machines like a 9 out of 10. Huge fan. So, for me, one thing that really piqued my interest in this movie is the fact that it's another Phil Lord and Chris Miller movie. Yes. And this definitely has those same vibes of, like, the Lego movie into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which I love both of those movies so much. I think they're incredible movies. They're up there in my top ten. And this movie gave me a lot of those vibes. And then on top of that, like you said, Katie is just this great mm-hmm. protagonist. And I can relate to her on a very personal level because... The, the Mitchells as a family unit is basically my family unit, just <laughs> minus the dog. Like, there's the quirky younger sibling who's, like, got one super specific interest that is almost kind of niche. And then there's the film person. And then there's the the dad who's, like, you know, the stereotypical, like, ooh, outdoors, hunting, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And then there's the mom who understands Katie but is also kind of like the bridge between Katie and her dad. Mm-hmm. And I I really loved that dynamic. And mm-hmm. I'll get into it a little later, but one thing that really stuck out to me is that this movie was way too relatable and had no right to hit me <laughs> as hard as it did. I say same. <laughs> I say same. Because, <laughs> man, even in just like the first five, ten minutes of the movie, I was already like, this is a situation and a scenario that I have literally lived out in my life. And I yeah. under like everything was perfectly captured mm-hmm. and all of the emotions were perfectly captured. And even like throughout the whole movie, like even when you get down to the road trip vibes, that gave yes. me goofy movie vibes. Yes. And I was like, yes, please. Um, so overall, I thought it was a great movie. The story was like there, mm-hmm. which is great because I know, Sometimes, like, you have really flashy animated movies. And this was, and this was kind of, like, an out-there story idea it really to begin was. with. Like, a synopsis, like, logline of, oh, quirky family who's dysfunctional has to save the world from robots. And it's like, wow, that's an interesting, interesting plot you've I remember, with there. I remember when, do you remember when the first trailer came out? The Back when the movie was called Connected. D- terrible title. I'm so glad they changed it. But I remember when the first trailer came out, I started watching and it was just like, and it was portrayed just to be like this fun road trip movie. But halfway through the tone switched to like robots because wasn't it seriously delayed? Yeah. So one thing, one little tiny little tidbit about the movie is if you look at all of the things that Katie films while they're on the road trip, Mm -hmm. it all is like September 21st, 22nd. Like, mm-hmm. it marks the days. The movie was supposed to come out on September 21st, 2020. And that's oh. the first day she starts recording. So the movie was supposed to feel like you're leaving with her and going on this trip with them. And then, of course, COVID happened and it mm-hmm. got delayed because there were no theaters. The Netflix and then Netflix picked, picked, it, picked up. it up. Yep. And it's a, Which it was, was a, great a whole decision. thing. Yeah. I think the, the title connected, I agree, was kind of a bad idea because the... I think the original thing they were going for was more of like a, a like the family is consumed by technology mm-hmm. and the film is about connecting them outside Which, of that. Okay, I just want to say concepts like that are so boomery to me. 
to yeah. where it's just like uh, I don't know like how the movie changed based on the title and whatnot, but I feel like they killed it making a technology movie that was grounded in reality in the sense that like, oh, she wants the career path she's choosing is big, is heavy into the technology. So, and her dad doesn't really understand that. That's realistic. In these other movies that aren't realistic, it's like, they can't put their phones down for five seconds. They're always just tweeting pictures of each other and talking to, just texting each other all the time. They just don't want to talk to their parents. And it's like, well, no, that is also a very how do you do fellow kids thing that I think movies do. I think it was more realistic that she was just excited to go to college. And so she was, you know, on a video call with the friends that she had that were there. Like, that's yeah. very realistic. So. I wanted to point that out. I think for a technology movie and like an air quote internet focused movie, they did an incredible job of not instantly outdating itself. Like yeah, certain this movies, is one of those movies like that... the emoji movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this is one movie that in ten years it will not be technologically outdated mm -hmm. because even though they're using like iPhones and stuff, or like you know, iPhones and air quotes. Air quotes. Um, it's Sony. What does Sony have? Sony has nothing. Oh, um, <laughs> they don't even have Samsung. Uh, oh, cameras. So sucks to be Sony. Am Sony. I right? Sony cameras are great. I like their DSLRs. Uh, I use an iPhone camera. History. Historically, their movies have been just okay, but that's another thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, and to to go back to a point I said I was going to come back mm -hmm. to the opening, or I guess the opening scene when they're at the table, and Katie's like, "Hey, I want to show you guys this thing that I made," mm -hmm. and like the dad doesn't really get it, and I felt that because oh same, I I used to make projects, and I would show it to well, I guess I would show it to my grandparents, not because mm -hmm. my parents always got it, but I would show it to my grandparents, and my granddad would always like be so like confused as to what was going on on the screen yeah and i would i would get super discouraged and i'd be like you know what it's fine you don't need to you don't need to watch it and mm -hmm. i like that um i like that her dad tries so hard yeah he just like he gets to a point where he's it. trying too hard <laughs> yeah but then when they got into like all of the backstory and stuff and like Going back and be like, I oh, shed he a built tear, this my super guy. big log I shed a tear, my guy. <laughs> oh, it Oof. hurt. I was like, Oof. oh, that's so sad. Because he's like, because the movie does kind of villainize him to a point mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, how could he do that? How could he break her laptop and cancel her flight and do all these things? And then by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's like, well, he didn't intentionally break her laptop. Mm -hmm. And he canceled her flight because at the end of the day him and the whole family is gonna really miss her when she moves out yeah. to school like that's a big thing for anyone the line that really stuck out to me is when the mom and the dad are talking the night before that they leave she says she says you need to fix this now because if she leaves and doesn't come home there's nothing we can do and i was just kind of like whoa like the stakes have been set for the rest of this movie and I yeah. thought that was brilliant. And they, I don't know, as like, it perfectly captured, I feel like with like recently, like as 
like you know graduation has been a big thing for everyone and like we all have friends that are graduating whether it's college or high school and like moving into the next phase of their lives and stuff it's like this movie has never been it could not have been at a better time I think the way that like everyone is starting to move on and it's been on heavy on everyone's mind this movie hits so hard even for me as like graduation comes closer and like I have friends that are moving up and moving away and I don't know it's it was it was perfectly timed to hit as hard as it possibly could and it did it hit me like a bullet train (laughs) yeah it it hit a little it hit really hard for me because I just like I've just gone through that transition phase between like moving Mm -hmm. out of home and moving to college and like being a like specifically being a film student in Mm -hmm. college. I could relate to a lot of the things Katie was going through and like her disappointment when she was like, there's orientation and there's all these other things. And he's like, ah, we Mm -hmm. talked to the school. You can skip all of that. And I'm like, Maybe she doesn't need the information, but it's more about being there and meeting the people mm-hmm. you're going to spend the next four years with. And as as people that have gone to that are going to school and a million things have got canceled, that hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. And I it even kind of hurt at the end of the movie when they were like a few months later and she finally shows up to school. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was a few months late to school because, you know, because of COVID, mm-hmm. I had to stay home. For the first six months of my degree program and then i finally show up and i feel like everybody already knows each other and i'm like oh man yeah. well now i gotta play catch up and really Oof. you know work my way back up there i so, started i started watching the movie last night before you did and i i was maybe like an hour ahead of you i don't know but i texted you and i was like i was like this movie already got me tearing up. It's like you specifically, this will hit too hard. You have been warned. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, all star cast question mark. No joke. I looked at it. It was like Eric Andre. What Eric John the Legend? Maya, what Maya Rudolph? Um, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> um, yeah, like I love like, dang. Alex Hirsch is plays her uh plays her friend from college her her guy friend and i feel Whoa. like he was given a really small role because he he was the head of gravity falls he created gravity falls he voiced grunkle stand the the i think it's the director on this movie was the he was either like the creative director or something on Gravity Falls. Yeah, like he worked on like, Gravity Falls. I, it's so cool, like how many like really awesome creators came together to make this really cool movie. Also, the two robots that like the family ad- air quote adopts. One, they're my favorites, and two, Hilarious. they're played by some of my favorite actors, Beck Bennett and Fred Armisen. Now, Fred Armisen was the head of Portlandia, one of the greatest sketch comedy shows of all time. And was also, uh, dare I say, the best cast member of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> leave leave comments on the Instagram on just comment on a random post and say you're stupid if you disagree. I, I can take it. Whew. Can you? No, don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, it would destroy me. <laughs> One thing I want to mention about this movie is. Can we talk about how stylized the animation was? Like, oh my holy gosh. crap. It they was really, so... 
Oh, it was leaned so into the uniqueness. And okay, as much as I love Disney and I love the movies mm-hmm. they're making, I think Sony has the upper hand here. And well, actually, maybe not just Sony, but a lot of other animation studios are really digging into making unique character designs and mm-hmm. un- unique animation styles and like all of these little things. And then Disney's like, same design, same plot. Yeah. Same setting. All of the same things because we want to play it safe. And I was listening to Mm -hmm. a podcast where one of the hosts was like, Disney really needs their own Into the Spider-Verse where they dig into that, you know, the different animation Mm -hmm. styles and they really like just lean into the fact that this is an animated medium. Because, well, yes, Pixar... And Disney really like leaning into this, oh, we're making super realistic environments and we're basically making live action movies, but yeah. they're animated. And it's like, no, you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You need to that's, stylize that's the other great. way. It's insane that we can do that. Ray and the Last Dragon looked so good and, you know, it looked amazing. But we need... It's this movie literally could not have worked in live action at all. It would have looked like Judy Moody in the Not Bummer Summer. Okay, yeah. this movie only works because it's animated. And I was just like, I don't know. It's Sony Animation has had such a glow up, and they're they're like they're catching up, and people are realizing that Disney is making the same movie over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, Netflix did a, they did like a preview dump of all their movies for the year. And like two or three of them are more Sony Pictures animation movies. That's exciting. And they all look really good. There's one called Vivo where Lin-Manuel Miranda plays a singing monkey. I have seen that. And I don't know why that captivated my interest so much. (laughs) Something about Lin-Manuel Miranda going from Hamilton to Monkey really has just captured my interest and and i'm looking forward to that one lin-manuel miranda's also having a glow up because like in the heights is coming out soon oh i'm so excited for viva was it vivo yep that's coming out soon he's doing one other thing i can't remember yeah Um, i know he's i think he's working on another disney movie mm -hmm. because i think uh sony is doing vivo and then uh pixar is doing encanto which yeah. they sound very similar. They do. Not gonna lie, <laughs> and they're both coming out this year. And I think Lin Lin Manuel Oof. Miranda is doing music for both of them. So I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if they ended up being the same movie. <laughs> He's just cheating on one of. Them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he'd be cheating on he'd be cheating on Sony with Disney because Disney's got that lockdown <laughs> contract with him. They're Oof. like, hey, 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 hey! You know how you made billions of dollars off of Hamilton on Disney Plus? Hmm. Well, now we need You're more. Ours now. I'd also like to mention, we're going back to the movie we're here to talk about. Um, my favorite line from the entire movie is anytime they mention the Rick Mitchell special. <laughs> yes. Where he just goes over to the side and like books it down the road. And then she's like, Dad, I think we need to do the Rick Mitchell special. It's like, what do you like? What'd you say? It's like, we need to do the Rick Mitchell special. He goes, I heard you the first time. I was just being a jerk. And oh, just I like, love it. Uh. It's so good. And then it's like the like the whole like graphics come up. It's like, oh, it's so good. And I'd also like to say this is one of the first animated movies that I've seen, at least where the dog actually has a credited actor. Oh, yeah, that's the true. dog is uh the internet famous Doug the Pug, which I don't really know what Doug the Pug does. He's just a pug, but uh, 
But he's internet famous. But he's internet famous. And I wonder how much they had to pay. Because that's a credited <laughs> actor, which means that's a paid actor. Can you imagine being the owner of a famous dog and you just kind of... What's kinda... Doug the Pug doing with all his newfound uh, Mitchell's money here? How much did Doug the Pug make from... Let's see if I can just like really specifically Google this. $3.14 billion. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there's not a definitive answer. Not the first result. Let's see. Yeah, they they legitimately got the dog. They built a doggy sized recording studio, what? and then just like messed. They just kind of like messed with the dog and like recorded a ton of sounds and like put that in the movie. Dang! And I That's watched this. Right I watched there. this whole video about it. They they needed barking sounds, and they the only way they could do it was they pulled up a YouTube video of horses. And for whatever reason, that made the dog like go crazy, and then they recorded his barks. And I'm just like, that's, that's what, what a life. I respect that. What a life. <laughs> you're like, just well, sit there and watch as your dog does voice acting. It's like, man. <laughs> then you're like, I am so rich right what now. What do you? <laughs> bet you're laughing. Bet you think feeling dumb now, mom. <laughs> yeah, mom. You always said I could never make it with my pug. How dare you? Uh, wow. I do want to talk about. Uh, there's two more things I want to talk about mm-hmm. that I thought were really standout-ish to me. Uh, one, the mom's scene at the end when Aaron gets captured and she like goes crazy. That I thought that cool. was the funniest thing ever. I feel like she like snaps. I don't know. Is that a trope? Like the like the mom snaps and then does like an it's epic the, montage? Is that a it's trope? It's the mama bear trope, but I think it works. I mean, because are they wrong? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Listen, listen, my mom would do the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to I can't you got you got to I, I mean, also come on. really like that they kind of did like a it was kind of poking fun at like bloody movies where they had like because the, they did like the, the, grease. the grease and then it just like it would like hit her in the face as if it was like a Quentin Tarantino thing. And I thought oh, that was, was really great. funny. I really like that. And then the other thing was um, something that hit a little too like sentimental uh-huh. Was when they're at they're like getting ready to sit at the dinner table and Katie and Aaron are there and he's like he's kind of asking like you know how Velociraptors hunt in packs well what if one of them leaves and you know like mm-hmm. he's getting really upset about her leaving and she's like oh well I'll always do this or whatever and I felt that because my <sighs> sister and I went through something like that as I was leaving yeah and it was like dang stop. It's like, Stop. oh, boy, you don't get to hit boy, this hard. You don't Stop. get to. <laughs> Am I and under no. surveillance? Uh-uh. How how did they animate my life? What is how did this? they know? I'm scared, mom. How did yeah. they catch me? How did they know? I mean, I don't really have anything else to say other than it's amazing. It's so good. I did not expect it to be this good. It's. I mean, I just wish award shows would recognize studios like this making movies like this i mean i feel like this movie could end up winning an oscar at the end of the year potentially personally personally i still think demon slayer the movie mugen train i think that deserves an oscar more so than this movie you saw it three times in the theater yeah (laughs) see here's the thing i think I don't know. It's hard to judge like those two movies because those mm-hmm. are the two newest movies I've seen in terms of like animation and new yeah. movies for this year. But I look at these two movies and like 
well, yes, Mitchell's had great animation and like it was out of the park. Mm-hmm. I still think Demon Slayer, if it if it even made it to the Oscars, would still sweep the animation category because they did like, some really they, fantastic things. They're not comparable. They're not comparable. It's true. So. One of them's a Japanese <laughs> animated film. The other one is an American made animated film about yeah. a family who's dysfunctional. Like, I don't know. Which, which For sounds me, boring, but <laughs> no, it's not. I thought. I thought Mitchell's versus the Machines was great. Everyone should go watch it, especially since it's on Netflix, super accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I still I still think Demon Slayer, like, because I rank all of the new movies I see this mm-hmm. year that are our 2021 releases. Demon Slayer is still at my number one. Like, that's fair. Mitchell's comes up there at two or three. But I don't, I don't know if this movie is really intended to be like your the biggest release of the year that's kind of what i like about it it's i feel like it really was just a labor of love and they were like this was a really cool story that we wanted to tell that's the vibe i get from this movie they're not trying to be amazing it's just like we had a really great story idea and this is what came out of it i love that yeah. so and there's and me saying you know i like demon slayer more that's nothing against this movie i still think this movie is mm-hmm. great and everyone should watch hilarious it. Because they definitely did put a lot of time and care and effort into it. And I read somewhere on Twitter that either the director or the writer or someone, I think it was the director, said that everyone who worked on it should put their own personal touch into mm-hmm. the movie. So that way you can point and say, hey, that was my that was personal my thing personal that I thing. added. And I was like, that's really that's so cool. so cool. So cool. I love it. So yeah, yeah. overall for me, I think I'm going to have to say, I think I do have to say 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because if you say 10, then it's like, oh, well, it's the perfect movie. But, like, there's no... I mean, for me, there were a couple pacing issues. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple, like, points where I was like, hmm, this feels really contrived. There was one or two two cringe moments where they they dipped a little bit more into the boomer side of internet movies. But they quickly snapped out of it back into, like, yeah. really quick-witted humor. So I can overlook those, like, two moments because that's just yeah. nitpicky. Same here. So if you like what we do, keep listening. More episodes. Follow uh, on coming all. Coming soon. Coming soon. There's a backlog of, like, a thousand other episodes. Whoa, you can whoa, listen uh, to all Only 37. A thousand. You can keep only listening. 37. You can follow on Instagram. Links below follow on twitter link below too if you're on apple Podcasts, five stars i don't think there's anything else yeah i don't think so uh thank you for listening to our review um as he said if you want to listen to more there's more episodes there we'll be back soon i guess with new content we're going back to bi-weekly so um we'll be back with more content very shortly so if you want to you know stay notified with all that you can hit the little bell. I know most podcast places have the bell now, so you'll be notified when we put out new episodes. But other than that, thank you for listening, and I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.